Now, um, a film that was the front runner for Best Picture and um, all the rest was 1917, and I had a lot of trouble with that. It was really winding me up. Um, if you look back over the last decade of winners for Best Picture, I think I saw like one film that I would have said was great, and lots of films that were six out of ten. Um, films like Argo, Hurt Locker, Green Book was just crap. Um, just about everything. The artist, one thing that seems to win the Oscar over and over and over, they fall for novelty films. They fall for novelty films that are released right up against sort of January. So people don't have long enough to get over them. Like Gravity is a great example. Came out, everyone went mad two months later. No one cared and no one watched it again. And it won Best Picture or Best Director. And that keeps happening. And I thought this whole one-shot thing with 1917 was going to push it over the edge. Um, I really did have a worry that that was going to continue the run of really poor films that have won Best Picture or Best Director in recent times. Almost nothing. Ironically, the only film I saw when looking back over the decade of Best Picture winners was Birdman, which I thought I can understand people not liking, but I thought that was at least a great artistic achievement with substance. Unlike Gravity, which you watch once and there's just no reason to ever go back there. Um, and that was a one-shot film as well, so it wasn't even original. Sam Mendes, I don't have a lot of respect for. The British director, I believe he used to be married to Kate Winslet. Um, his filmography, you think that like he almost ended up with two Best Picture, Best Director awards uh, for two separate films and Tarantino gets none, but his filmography is pretty useless. He won for American Beauty in 1999, and that beguiled everybody for about five minutes. And you go back to it now, and it's cringeably awful. You know, Kevin Spacey, ooh, he's had a midlife crisis, he's smoking some weed. And the other kids watching that bag swirl around as some big meaning thing. And no one watches it now. And, and since then, Road to Perdition... Could have been a great film, but it wasn't. Um, that was, I think, Tom Hanks as a hitman. Uh, it looked very nice. Jarhead was a very middling, I think, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, starring uh, Iraq War film. Not a good film. Revolutionary Road I never saw. Away We Go I don't think anyone saw. And I haven't rated Skyfall and Spectre as bomb films at all. In fact, Spectre is right down at the bottom as one of the worst ever. And I thought Skyfall was terrible until I saw Spectre and how bad that was. So I don't rate him as a director at all. Uh, 1917 is basically a World War I film after the Battle of the Somme. Two people at the start get told that they have to run across no man's land and then they have to reach the, um, the battalion or whatever it is where the kid's brother is about to go over the top and tell them that it's a trap by the Germans and that the Germans have deliberately withdrawn their troops because they've got three miles of fortifications waiting for this inevitable attack that's coming. No phone lines are down. It doesn't make any sense. They've got planes flying overhead. Why don't they actually, you know, give some give one of the pilots the information? Um, so the entire film is on this one-shot thing and uh, they follow them through, like the two guys head off into no man's land, occasionally running into troops, occasionally running into, you know, other situations like uh, going through the trenches and uh, trip wires going off. Uh, who are the two actors? 
There are two main actors in it, George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman. And one of those is terrible as an actor. Uh, the one who's got a brother in uh, the uh, a battalion that they're trying to reach is rubbish. And it says they're both Lance Corporal, so I'm not sure which one was which, but one was a quite a good actor. Um, there's nothing more to say about the story. It is literally them going from A to B to warn people. And the entire purpose and point of the movie is that it's all done in one shot. Now... Not only is that a dumb thing to even do, apart from going, wow, look at me, it is painfully obvious throughout the entire movie that there are millions of points where the film's edited. Oh, they've gone behind a tree. I wonder if that's an edit point. That happens throughout the whole film. Um, I do think that the Cinematography Award for, was it Roger Deakins? who is, uh, was famously the um, Always the Bridesmaid, Never the Bride, one of the best cinematographers of the last 30 years, finally broke his duck with the incredible-looking Blade Runner 2049 last year uh, after he became a running joke for not getting it for just some of the most beautiful, stunning Coen Brothers-looking films. Uh, he did a lot of the most famous Coen Brothers films, um, and loads more on top that where you've gone, that cinematography should have won a, a Best Cinematography Oscar. Um, he is the star of the show here for me. It's not that it's a one-shot thing, though the long takes are impressive at times. It's that the cinematography is often brilliant, um, particularly at night um, when, he, when they're going through sort of like burning cities um, that look like something out of Lord of the Rings or a hellscape. The cinematography is breathtaking. Um, the character development doesn't exist. And the story is, I felt like it was Saving Private Ryan. You know, they give them a task at the start, they move through the landscape and they reach the guy at the end. And you know it's going to happen. There's no tension about that at all. Saying there's no tension is exciting at times. Um, there are individual sequences that are very exciting. Um, I don't think it's got anything to say about war at all, zero. And I think uh, even Saving Private Ryan, which I think is the most overrated film of the last 30 years, I think after the beach landing, it is completely a rudimentary Spielberg piece of crap. It, 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 it's so black and white. Uh, morality is just like spoon-fed to you. Um, there's no ambiguity to anything that happens in that film. This in every way, really, it's just Saving Private Ryan, except the cast is smaller and it's done in one shot. Um, the casting as well is, is, is so painfully obvious. Like when Mark Strong appears, I was like, really? I didn't expect him to appear. And there's a guy at the end as well, uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch appears, and you're like, you, like you, I could have written down the cast for this movie. It's so obvious. Um, one thing I will say, the one-shot thing, the film is a slave to it to the point where it interferes with the flow of the film. There are certain sequences where it's like you're starting a video game where the movements and the pausing and everything for the shot to start are very unnatural and I found it very distracting. And other ones like the, um, the clip. And believe me, trailers never lie. Um, the, where he's being washed over, it, uh, washed over down a waterfall and a river and so on, where there's about 10 different edits, which are painfully obviously edited. Um, they look like a computer game. 
like there's a lack of there's an unreality to it um people have said that about another war film that's just come out called midway which i actually saw last year um that got a lot of stick i mean the acting and the dialogue in that we might as well do them both <laughs> let's do them both because this this there's actually so little to say about 1917 because there's nothing to say about the acting and the story is literally them being given orders and going from a to b uh, there's no good performance. The main guy is is good. I'll give him that. Whoever, whichever way around it, it's either George McKay or Dean Charles Chapman. I'll go with George McKay. He gives a good performance, but the script is is rubbish and the encounters with people along the way rudimentary. Um, Midway was the Battle of Midway. Astonishing story, uh, a, an amazing pivotal event like D-Day, basically importance level wise. Um, America could have been completely overrun or cut off by the Japanese and instead turned the entire war with that battle. Um, now, that film's got a lot of stick and it's been delayed in its Australian release until this year. It came out in September last year. Now, that got stick because the um, action sequences in it were called too computer-generated. I'm not sure I agree. I think that we haven't watched many uh, World War II films in the recent era. I don't think that we've had the level of special effects that we have now. I mean, when's, how many war films set in World War II involving sky battles have been made in the last 20 years? I I'm really struggling to think of any. Um, so I just don't think we've had that level. I thought the battle scenes in Midway were absolutely amazing. Occasionally, yes, they do look computer-generated. But a lot of the time, you get the scope of the attack of Pearl Harbor and the dive bombing on the Japanese fleet is absolutely amazing. Um, on the ground, the acting is so bad and the dialogue and the acting is so bad that it shouldn't be in a major film. Um, what was going on there? It's the guy that did Independence Day and uh, 2012 and a few other massive blockbusters and it's a labor of love for him. Um, I think it's worth watching if you're a war film fan. I thought the battle sequences, which are more than half the film, are absolutely stunning. And the politics and the battle itself are very, very interesting. It's on the ground when anyone opens their mouth. The dialogue and the performances are atrocious, cringeably terrible. Um, I don't think that's a worse film than 2017. I'd probably give that a 6.5 out of 10. Um, purely because um, the overall story arc is interesting and the majority of it is battle scenes. So I think those scenes are actually really good. Um, 1917, I felt occasionally beguiled and interested by the landscape they moved through. And that's Roger Deakins. And ironically, the one person that didn't get a, um, an Oscar nomination for this film is who was responsible for the editing and a lot of people said, because it's a one-shot film, idiot. But it's not a one-shot film. It's made of dozens and dozens of shots that are mostly beautifully, seamlessly edited together. So why doesn't that person get a lot of the credit? The soundstage is excellent in it. Um, technically, it's dazzling. Um, I think the story is poor to the point of being reductive and pointless, um, I didn't really think any of the characters in it were interesting. I didn't think the whole Saving Private Ryan, you know, travelling across the wasteland to reach and save one person storyline was that interesting. 
Um, and I don't think it had anything to say about war. At least Saving Private Ryan had the arbitrary nature of war when they do the Omaha Beach landing and, and people are just getting shot. And, and that, to me, almost makes it a great war film if it's a poor film because it actually tells you that death in, in war is arbitrary. It's not how brave you are. It's where you're standing and where the bullet's flying and people just die or they don't die. There's absolutely nothing you can do either way. I don't think this has that. I don't think it has anything. I think they became wedded to this notion of making it look like one shot, which it clearly isn't, and had nothing else to offer at all. If it was a multi-shot film, you'd be saying about how trite the story was, how lame the acting was, how bad the dialogue was, and that it had nothing to offer. So um, this was deliberately, I think, released right as late as possible, one of the latest films to come out for the Oscars, just so it would beguile people. And it did. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best I think Best Screenplay at the BAFTAs. Maybe Parasite won there as well for screenplay. Um, but it's not a good film. Honestly, 1917, moments of excitement, moments of impressive cinematography, 6 out of 10 for me for 1917. And that is solely for the cinematography and technical aspects and not for the one-shot element, which I felt almost ruined the movie despite being the most interesting thing about it. So 1917, I give a 6 out of 10, and that would have followed the Oscars very well because uh, I gave Green Book a 6 out of 10 on that one best picture.